Welcome back to another episode of Gaming News with me, Elaney94, and I go by she, her pronouns, and I have my lovely cohort here with me. Hi, it's Kigurzo2. I use he, him pronouns. How have you been, Elaney? I have been pretty good. How have you been? Oh, not too bad. No complaints over here. We are a little late with this episode of Gaming News. But I promise you it will have been worth the wait. Definitely, definitely. Glad that we're we're back and, and recording. So enough of that. Let's let's move on. Uh what do we gotta talk about today? Well today I thought we could talk about cloud gaming. Which is something that has been around for quite a little while, but it seems to be coming more to the forefront now, which I think could be really quite a good thing. And a lot of our listeners may not know much about it, so it's something we could talk about. Definitely. So from what I understand, cloud gaming is kind of like, I could get technical with you guys, but I won't. But it's basically playing the games on like an older piece of hardware or even like your phone, but it's really actually being played way off in, for lack of a better term, the cloud. And if you don't know what the cloud is, it's basically someone else's computer. Yeah. So the way I understood it was it's essentially like remote play, but you don't have to own the console or gaming mm -hmm. computer to play it. And you can right. play it on a much lower end device, whether that be a laptop or a tablet or even your mobile phone, which to me does sound absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. it, it is. And it, it, it it's kind of geared to save you money because again you're paying like a subscription fee for most of these where you pay someone else to, to buy that gigantic piece of hardware that you don't have to so like a be it a xbox playstation or you know a three thousand dollar gaming computer i mean these are much bigger computers than these let me tell you but all of the processing and all of the graphics happen over there and you're kind of just like uh, like watching the movie, like like Netflix, you know, the, the movie's not stored in like your Chromecast or your Roku or anything. It's just coming from somewhere else and you're just controlling it with your controller. This case, it actually being a controller. Yeah, it's essentially just Netflix, but for <coughs> video games. Essentially, essentially. And like I did mention a couple of different services, we've got your PlayStations, your Xboxes. Um, one really big one is uh, GeForce Now uh, kind of has an interesting model where they let you run the, your game wherever you are, basically. Um, but you still have to buy the game, which could also create a barrier. So not only are you paying for their service, but then you've got to go out on Steam or Epic or another one of those consoles like that and still buy the game separately. Versus the Xbox cloud gaming, where... You do still pay the subscription, but you've also got access to the Xbox Game Pass, so you don't have to play any extra for the games that are already on there. There still might be some games you may have to buy, but you still get a lot that will be accessible to you for no extra cost. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I suppose it just really depends on what games you're wanting to play. And I know for some of them as well, there are lots of different cloud gaming services and what service you end up going for will somewhat depend on what device you plan on using these services on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep obviously a lot of them do cover 
all of them PC, console, mobile or tablet, but some will only be more accessible to you if you do have a PC or laptop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. And again, it also depends on what tier you want to purchase. Um, like, for example, that GeForce Now, there is a free tier out there. You don't actually have to pay anything if you don't want to, and you get access to uh, the free games on, uh, for example, Epic. So we're talking um, that game where you run around and shoot people and build things. I think it's called Fortnite. I think I've heard of it before. <laughs> I, I have a vendetta against Fortnite. I'm sorry. I don't like the game for personal reasons. Um, but like any any free game like that will automatically be installed and ready to go for you. Um but, you know, we're talking about all the good things, and, and I there are lots of, of good reasons to do this. Like, we're, we're mentioning, you know, playing on a uh, older PC, if you have it. Like, for example, my PC is 10 years old. I'm contemplating getting the Xbox uh, Cloud Beta, honestly, because it's got some decent games on it that I could definitely play on this machine. But what are some of the drawbacks on these things? There are definitely some drawbacks. So... Most of these are subscription services, and some of them even have different tiers. Yes, you can get them for free or even quite cheap, but for some of them, you may have to wait to join a server. Mm -hmm. And how long you have to wait will obviously depend on how many other people are wanting to play it and how long the queue is. And on some of them, also the how long you can play it for is also limited depending on what tier your subscription is. So for some of them, you may have to wait in a queue to even join and then only get an hour playtime before it will boot you off. And if you want to continue playing, you have to rejoin the queue. So that could be a problem for some people, especially when, if you want to sit in game, if you've not got a lot of time, you kind of want to just be able to get on in game, not potentially have to wait half an hour when you've only got an hour. But you get what you pay for in general with some of this stuff. Like, for example, we're, we're talking about this as as a great alternative for those that don't have high-end equipment. And again, you're, you're getting what you pay for. If you are willing to not buy the latest and greatest console or spend money on the most expensive, or not even the most expensive, but a decent gaming machine, spending the $15 a month and getting access to these things may not be a bad thing if you're willing to, to wait. It depends on oh. how you value your time. Oh, definitely. Because now I do have a pretty good gaming PC. However, if I had known about a lot of these cloud streaming services at the time I was looking into buying my PC, I definitely would have done some research on them first to see what would work out better for me. Because I was originally using a laptop before, which wasn't a gaming laptop it was just a normal laptop and there were some games just couldn't run uh, and some I just couldn't run well which was why I upgraded my PC where if I had known about some of these cloud streaming services I would have considered them first to see if they were worthwhile and since it's been a subscription service you could always try a couple of out over a couple months period and see if they do work for you. And if not, then you can maybe 
invest in a computer or a laptop or if they do work great for you then that's perfect because I do understand not everyone is in a position to be able to drop a lot of money on a console or a gaming computer or a laptop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the other negative point I would like to bring up is because of the nature of cloud gaming you do need quite a strong and reliable internet connection, <coughs> which means mm -hmm. probably not going to work out well for gaming on the go as you travel, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because I would love to be able to play games when I travel. For example, I recently went down and saw my sister and I decided because it was cheaper, I would get the overnight coach, which is a 10 hour trip. However, because of the nature of a mobile data connection, and the coach did actually have onboard Wi-Fi, but you're sharing that with 20, 30 other people maybe? Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. probably not really an option for a strong connection. Mobile data can fluctuate a lot while you're traveling, and there were some areas while I was traveling just was not getting a signal at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for on-the-go gaming, it's probably not really useful. I would say this is still more for gaming at home, essentially where you would game anyway. It just means you don't have to drop a lot of money on a console or on a PC. You can use devices you probably already own, because most people will already own a laptop, tablet, or mobile. So... Mm -hmm. There you go, Bob's your uncle. I would say even if you know you're going to be in an area with like Wi-Fi, so if you're going to someone else's house, it might be great. But I do know that, like for example, some of these I, I really like. Like like I was mentioning the Xbox service as a great alternative. It's a subscription service. You get access to um, their library of games, and you just <clears throat> you don't have to install anything, which is nice. You're not waiting for that. You just get in the queue and you you play the game when you're available. But one that I, I had looked at earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump consoles here for a second, go to the Switch, is that they actually put out Kingdom Hearts uh, one, two, and three for the Switch, but it's a cloud version. And the reason I don't I haven't bought that yet, even though I really 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 want to play through all of King, those three games of Kingdom Hearts. I know it's not all of Kingdom Hearts. I understand. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, but. Um, I really want to play through those and I haven't bought this yet because it's a cloud version and I'm going to drop, it's, it's $90 US and in theory, if they decided to pull up stakes tomorrow, they would have my $90 and I would have never been able to play the games. It's, it's the whole, I don't own it. It's also me that really likes the physical. I've got a lot for my switch. I don't have a lot of do digital downloads. I've got a lot of the physical games, which is a me issue. I understand, but you know, some things to think about here is that like, you're not going to own these games, which is another potential drawback or potential win. You don't have to store any of the discs. You don't have to wait for the downloads. You don't have to, store the physical stuff it's all in the cloud i hate that word uh it's all out there so then you don't have to worry about any of that stuff and again it's a subscription so it, at that point if you don't want to pay for it anymore and you don't want to play the games anymore you just drop the subscription and it's gone which is kind of nice kind of bad either way 
Yeah, that is a fair point. Going back to the point we made earlier, for example, with the Xbox One, mm-hmm. you get the subscription and you can play any of the games on the Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But you stop the subscription, you can no longer play any of those games. Versus a couple of the other ones where you pay the subscription to use this hardware in the cloud, but you still mm-hmm. have to buy the games separately, which means mm-hmm. you do still own those games. And if you were to restart your subscription or get a console or PC that could run those games, you still have those games for you to play. So yep. it is definitely some food for thought on how you want to play these games, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, and and for me, the question that comes to the forefront of my mind when we're talking about the services like the the GeForce Now and another one that we haven't mentioned, Shadow, um, they are GeForce Now is specific for gaming. Shadow is more of a you have a uh, computer in the cloud that you can remotely connect to. It, it's it seems like it's more of a maybe more a little techie thing, um, but at that at that point, how do you install the games? Like, is there something that's restricted? How do you get the, the, I mean, a lot of games now, let's be honest, uh, you go to a, a hub like Epic, like um, Steam, you go and buy the game through there, and then you just let Steam or Epic do its thing. So does do these uh, consoles, or not consoles, but do these services like the GeForce Now and um Shadow, do they have that pre-installed? Do you have to install Steam, for example? Which is not a huge deal. I'm just, I'm, these are questions I have. So that that would be where my brain next goes. Is like, how, how do those subscription services work as opposed to the other ones that are more geared for the games like the Xbox, the PlayStation Plus, um, Stadia even. I, I thought that Stadia wasn't going to be around for very long and it looks like it's still kicking. So good for you, Google. Um, and then even, uh, Amazon has an Amazon Luna, which is just coming out and it seems like it's restricted to browser, but you know, it it is what it is. It it sounds like a great idea. Again, if you want to save some money or even maybe just try out some of these games, um, what was I saying? If, uh, Final Fantasy 15 is on the PlayStation Plus, I might sign up for three months just to play the game. It's cheaper than buying that game plus a PlayStation. I might just do that and play the game. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, these are definitely options worth considering, especially if you're quite big on gaming but Mm. don't really have access to it currently. I would even say even if you're not big on gaming, but or even if you are big on gaming, but even if you're a casual gamer, I could see you... Uh, depending on on your depending on your uh, on your income if you just want to like like I just said I'm gonna I might pick up the PlayStation plus for three months uh, it's fifty dollars currently as of J- July 13th 2022 and I could play then a game that I've been wanting to play hopefully on my computer and I didn't just drop you know seventy dollars for the game plus five hundred dollars for the console you know it's all about perspective I think too. So, But yeah, exactly. If you're a casual gamer, then of course it's not going to make sense to spend a lot of money on a console and then a game when once you're done with that game, you're probably not going to be playing again for a while. And I do think a lot of these services will open up a lot of games 
to more casual gamers that otherwise probably mm-hmm. wouldn't get into them otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or definitely could. I mean, I am I am surprised. You know, we honestly, when we were trying to do research for this, we started by looking at what's the difference between the Xbox Cloud and the Steam Deck. The Steam Steam Deck. Is that how you say that? Steam Steam Deck. Whatever. Steam's Valve's Steam Deck. There we go. I think that's a, that's a better way to put that. Valve's Steam Deck. And we were like, wait, this like cloud gaming has been around for years. Like literally years. Like a lot of it popped up just pre uh, pandemic. So we're talking 2019, 2018. But some of them popped up. What were you saying? 10 years ago now ish. 2012? Yeah, it was about a decade ago that some of them originally popped up. Obviously, they didn't really take off back then, but certainly lately they've been taking off a lot more. But yeah, it's been around 10 years some of this stuff has been around for. And up until the first I'd ever heard of it was Google Stadia a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But that seemed to have crashed and burned initially. And then I didn't really hear much else about cloud gaming since until when we were doing some research for this episode of gaming news came across it talking about the xbox cloud gaming and thought we would look into it because i was under the misconception that the steam deck was also kind of cloud gaming it's not um and then that led us down a rabbit hole and here we are Gotta love those rabbit holes. Yeah, it's not. So in case you guys are wondering, the Valve's Steam Deck, I think that, again, that's how you say it, um, is actually a full-fledged computer for about the highest tiers, about $700 US at the time of this recording. Um, In your hand, it's kind of nice. It accesses all of... You've access to all of your Steam library, but it may or may not work. They They do have a way for you to go into your library and check to see if you've got enough... Or if you've got games that'll work on it, I did that myself, and quite a few, fair few of my games work. I got a fair few of them didn't, and I don't blame them. Some of them, uh, you really do need a keyboard and mouse. I'm looking at you, Elite Dangerous, um, to actually do everything in that game. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, that, but it is a good one. That does actually remind me. I didn't put it down in our notes, but that is something I saw when we were doing our little bit of research, is... There will be some games you can play on these cloud streaming services. Mm-hmm. That won't be a good idea to play, depending on what device you're using. Like Kika just said, some mm-hmm. games you need a keyboard and mouse, or you need a controller. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have access to that, it is going to be very <laughs> awkward playing them. So that is just another thing to look into, depending on what service you're going to use and how you're going to be playing it. For some of them, yeah. the interface may not work very well. Yeah, and, and most of these games, most of the, especially the Xbox and the PlayStation just and the Stadia, um, they have a controller that I recommend, of course. I mean, the Xbox is going to say, go buy an Xbox controller. Duh. PlayStation, PlayStation controller, Stadia, Stadia controller, whatever. I mean, those make sense. Um, but I, like, for example, I just, I laughed a little when I was looking at currently, again, July 13th, 2022, um, looking at my Steam library and Among Us was not recommended for use on the Steam Deck. And I was like, really? Among Us? Are you kidding me? But I suppose... Which is actually I suppose, kind of surprising because you can yeah. play Among Us on everything. <laughs> yep. 
You can, you can. And I, I, I think it's because at least for me on something that small, like I like playing it on, I don't mind playing it on my cell phone. Cause then you can do a lot of the, the things by the touch screen or, uh, you know, keyboard and mouse. It's really easy. The steam deck does have a touch trackpads, I believe in the, the thumb area, but maybe they're just not the greatest and you have to finagle them to work, which I it did say it works. It just wasn't recommended. Um, there are certain games, like I said, that just won't work. So it's all good. And, and like, uh, Eleni said there, even on some of these services, you could, or actually on all of these services that I've looked at, especially the, the Xbox and the PlayStation, I'm picking on these cause they already have that established game library. Um, you can go and, uh, especially the Xbox one, I did this for sure. And you can go and actually type in the name of the game you want and see if it works. Um, so for example, uh, I, I mentioned Final Fantasy 15 before it's, it's not a exclusive PlayStation title. It's on both PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I know this. Don't worry. Um, but it's actually not available on uh, Xbox. You can only get Final Fantasy 12 and 12 2, which is a bizarre thing to have. Not 12, sorry, 13 and 13 2. Um, but it is available on the, on the PlayStation Plus. So uh, it is nice that they have those features. So you can just be like, I want to look for a game. Do you have it on this? Yes or no? Yeah, your name. Which is really handy, so then you can know if the game you want to play is there before you buy a subscription. And then mm-hmm. if it's not there, you don't feel like you've wasted your money. <laughs> and again, like the, the Steam Deck, again, that's not a, a cloud one. I just want to restress this. This You actually install the games to your Steam Deck. You can walk away. If it's not an internet game, you can walk away, go play it elsewhere, and, and play it just fine. But... Um, they also have that ability to check to see if it's going to work. Um, I didn't look uh, the GeForce Now or the Shadow Service. I didn't look to see if they had any compatibility lists. And Google Stadia, y- you have the games that they give you. It's like 50 plus games that they say they have. Um, and you can just go on Google Stadia's website and be like, what do you have? And it's it's right there. It's totally easy to do. So with the Shadow Service, I looked into it a little bit. And because mm-hmm. it is still cloud gaming, but it is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of the other ones, they share some of their resources with you. Whereas with the Shadow Surface, you get an entire gaming PC in the cloud dedicated to you. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting a gaming PC means you can access Steam, Epic, Origin. Origin. (laughs) Certainly any of the big ones you should be able to access. Mm -hmm. Might be a bit more iffier with some of the smaller gaming services, but certainly by the looks of it, all of the big ones you can get on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with the Shadow Service, you'd get the subscription and you'd still have to then buy the games again it's something to look into if you guys are interested uh we have mentioned a few of them we're not trying to promote them in any way we're not getting any uh, affiliate data or money so hey guys if you're listening and want to throw some money our way we we obviously happily take it but um but yeah if you go ahead and re-listen the episode you want and, and get some of those names down go for it it it's Buyer beware, you know, we, I think we've done a pretty decent job presenting the pros and cons. So if you like the idea, great. If you don't, 
I look forward to seeing your PC build builds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
Ocarina of Time and a 119 speedrun in under an hour. Gee whiz, I can't believe that. I can't I believe that. I think I might actually give that a watch. I might too. I'm an avid fan, actually, of GDQ in general, and wow, some of those things. And some of those controversies, ugh, gosh, I can't, that, that's terrible, honestly, yeah, right. that's terrible. But I'm very glad that they at least fussed, fessed up to it, and I'm very also glad that the, um, the money was raised for such a good cause. Doctors Without Borders is pre- seems like a pretty good organization. I have done my research on it, but it seems like a very, very good organization to donate to, so... That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> so, Eleni, what type of uh, what games we got coming out the rest of this month? Well, we do have a few games coming out in the second half of July. I will just run them over for you quickly. So, we have Ending Extinction Forever coming out on the 19th. We also have Stray coming out on the 19th as well. Hazel Sky coming out on the 20th. Nobunaga's Ambition Rebirth on the 21st. We have the Sims 4 High School Years DLC coming out on the 28th. And one that I know you were a little bit curious about when you saw it on here called Digimon Survive coming out on the 29th. Yeah, it's because I'm a dork. It's all good. Um, But yeah, I was intrigued by that one. It looks like a um tactics based game so instead of like um you and your partner digimon you've got several and it looks like it could be interesting there with some digivolutions and different attacks i was i'm a sucker for any digimon game especially if it's done right and the last digimon game that they put out they did right so i'm hoping they do this one right too i'm just saying yeah i'm I'm not surprised when I was looking up the games that was coming out when I saw that one. I had a feeling you would like it. She's making fun of us, Black War Greymon. Shh, don't, don't listen to her. I have, I have him sitting next to me. <laughs> uh, another one that I think that is very cool is they're re-releasing um, Baldur's Gate 2 Dark Alliance for modern consoles and PC. So I'm looking forward to playing that game again. It was very, very good back in the day. And I'm, by back in the day, I mean 24. 2004, I believe I saw the release date was. Oof, oh, I feel old. Two decades. Shush, shush. Do you want me to really make, make you me... feel old, Keegers? Yes. Is 18 years ago. Oh. No, let's not do that. 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Did say I was gonna make you feel old. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, obviously, you haven't played this game, and it is a very, very good game, especially if they've kept it the same. Um, it is, uh, what I say, how do I describe it? Diablo meets D&D. So it, it's, to me, very, very well done. And you're like a traveler in a town, I think, and you're trying to help them out, I think. I don't remember the story. That could be Baldur's Gate 1 at the same time. I don't remember. Um, but it, it, it does, it, it warms my heart that that there's someone out there that wants to bring that game back. So that's good. She's laughing at me, folks. She's laughing at me. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I won't even hide it. Uh Uh-huh. But thank you, folks, for joining us again today. That is all from us this time, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.